was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. You stupid monkey. Welcome to Shaken Not Noob, episode 11, the podcast that took two weeks off and didn't tell you, and for that, it's Ollie's fault. I'm your host, Doody Dutrum, and with me, as always, for a 11-0 strike rate is Fuzzy Dan. Howdy! How you doing, buddy? You are sticking with that howdy, aren't you? <laughs> I've got to, you know, got to stay fresh, Doody. you got to stay fresh all the time, so I'm staying fresh by updating my greeting from hello to howdy. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't care because you're dealing with it. So, uh, welcome to the club. Welcome to 2019. Yes. Well, yes, yes. We uh, the last episode we did was with uh, Ben Russell and Evan from Gamey Gamey Game, and uh, they are also returning soon on the YouTube channel. So we've taken two weeks off, but in that two weeks, Fuzzy, what have you been playing? What have you been doing? Oh my goodness, it's been a super busy two weeks for me. Um, I decided I didn't actually get any games as part of my Christmas package from people. Christmas package, Christmas presents, that's the word I was looking for. Um, So I went out and decided to spend money on myself. And I went and bought um, a new PSVR as part of the Boxing Day sales. And boy oh boy, is it a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing me some uh, VR Skyrim. I've been playing some Astrobot, which may just be my new f- one of my new favourite uh, platformers. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's uh, that's been me, buddy. It's been all guns blazing around here. How about yourself? Jesus, I've got a. Uh, I gave myself a bit of a mission to to do some gaming over the weekend, uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. over the uh, over the two week break, uh, and I've downloaded, bought, and finished all three of the Spider Man PlayStation Four DLCs. So that is Ooh. completely done. I did all that over the space of two days. Uh, I played a large quantity of Star Wars Battlefront Two in preparation for uh, Count Dooku coming out. They uh, released a whole new uh, map, Geonosis, as well as Obi Wan. Um, so I unlocked o- Obi Wan. And, uh, and played as him. Uh, he's actually really, really good. He's the best defensive character for the heroes. So um, if you're using him on, say, like one of the maps, uh, the original maps, Naboo, when the uh, the MTT reaches it to the palace, it gets into two sort of tight corridors. If you have Obi-Wan in one corridor, there's no way in hell that the enemy team is getting through you. If it's a tight and they have to advance to you, Obi-Wan has the entire area covered. He's outstanding as a hero. So, so what you're saying is that Obi-Wan... Has the high ground. <laughs> well, it is yeah. over when you pick him. <laughs> he does right, have some, just, uh, some... Yeah, sorry? Yeah, just go back and insert a stale fart sound right about there. That's that's exactly what that joke deserved. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are doing the editing this week, so... Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, he has got some interesting costumes. He has his standard uh, robes that he wears in episode three. He's got his Jedi robe that goes over the top. And he actually does have the battle armor that he wears in the Clone Wars animated series. And on... Uh, in game, it actually looks really, really good. The only annoyance is uh, those outfits cost forty thousand credits, which is about a week and a half of grinding. What? Yeah, so heroes cost thirty-five thousand credits, which, to be honest, doesn't take that long. You can generally get about five thousand to six thousand credits a day pretty easily within an hour of gameplay. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, thirty-five thousand credits for the hero, and then forty thousand for a costume—it's a bit much. That's taking the piss. And you know mm. what, like, even uh, the one thing that really annoys me about the fact that you've got, you know, Obi-Wan and just his normal robes, and then you've got the brown robe, he hasn't even got the hood up. Like, put the hood up at least. Yeah, no, nah, he's just got the, the normal sort of robe look. Um, you, d- you can get Yoda with a hood up, and it just looks weird. It looks really, <laughs> like, they've cut ear holes in it for Yoda's ears to stick out. It just looks what? weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's the worst. Like I, th- I believe that defeats the purpose of having the hood in the first place. But that's okay. You know, if they want, to, <laughs> if they want to do that, we just need to get them to understand and admit to that they know nothing about hood-related physics. That's fine. Uh, we also got uh, as well. Uh, I started playing The Last of Us, um, so I'm about probably two and a half hours into that. Um, it's not bad, um, but. It's just it's just one of those games that I can't be asked getting up and or not even necessarily getting up, sitting up and picking up the controller and turning on my PlayStation to play it. But when I'm playing it, I'm enjoying it. 
What is wrong with you? That game, okay, see, I, I think the biggest problem that you've got is that you have multiple things going on right now that you're playing. You're trying to do a little bit of Overwatch, a little bit of this, a little bit of Battlefront, and I, I just don't think that that game deserves that. I think it's one of those games that you have to block everything else out. Like with Red Dead, you just give it the time, and when you give it the time, the story starts to sink in because it's so heavily story-driven. Um, that, oh, it's that a good you, story. It's just, yeah. Yeah. You just, but you just lose a lot when you're you're not focused on it. So, I mean, that that game for me is one of the the it's one of the greatest games in the last five years that's that's come out. So, I'm super excited because well, we'll we'll talk about it at some stage. But um, yeah, The Last of Us Part Two, man, that's that's coming out soon and that's going to be amazing. Well, yeah, it is a little bit because uh, of course I haven't finished the first game. Um, mm. But seeing some of the trailers for Last of Us Two, and I'm like, uh, "Where's the Where's the main dude that I play as in the first game?" And I'm like, oh, "He must. It must be like the Walking Dead uh, Telltale. Like he's going to be dead in there somewhere." Don't make assumptions. You have no idea what's going to happen. Finish the fucking game and don't spoil <laughs> it for yourself. <laughs> uh, I've also been playing the I think it's 2014, 2015 Doom. I picked that up on my PlayStation as well for just oh, those nice. days that I can't be fucked. You know, playing some multiplayer games, I just want to smash some shit. I got that. I also picked up <laughs> Battlefield Five, which uh, me and Mr. Johnson from the Shaken Out Nerd slash Cold Soup podcast. Um, Played some of that as well, which was actually pretty fun. I picked up Call of Duty Black Ops 4, which uh, was one of Evan's Game of the Years. The multiplayer is very, very fun. I haven't tried the zombies yet, um, but I've played a fair bit amount of the uh, the blackout mode, and it's okay. There's there's nothing <laughs> special about the blackout mode. I enjoy the multiplayer more than the blackout mode. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, look, and that's the thing. Like, they've got so many different game modes, it seems strange that they're, they're not all being utilized. Like, the biggest thing for me, yeah. you, the biggest thing for, for Black Ops in the past used to be Zombies mode. Like, that used to be incredible fun. But I, I don't believe it's as popular today. Yeah, it's from what I've seen, or, for, or at least what I've heard, it's got a lot uh, more... Uh, sort of just drop in and play where previous sort of iterations of zombies had some form of little story lead up to it. Like, uh, I believe in even some of the DLCs you played as like Ron Perlman and, uh, and fucking Jeff Goldblum and stuff like that as them playing certain characters. Ooh. But this, from what I can tell, it's like, oh, you're in a Coliseum and you pick up the staff of Ra and you shoot beams. I'm like, that's kind of weird. But kind okay, of, kind of stupid. <laughs> uh, and I also picked up so far what has been my favorite Legend of Zelda game. Period is Legend of Zelda Hyrule Warriors, which is essentially Dynasty Warriors, but uh, in the Zelda universe, and it is great fun. <laughs> and as I've told you before, that statement is fucking insane. <laughs> How is this your favorite Zelda game? <laughs> uh, I've only played two: Oc- uh, Ocarina of Time and Breath of the Wild. I didn't like Breath of the Wild and Ocarina of Time. I forgot where I was up to and I got stuck and I couldn't remember what I was going to do and then I just turned it off. (laughs) Man, you're a lunatic. Again, I I think you're one of those people that you're very much... um, You're the magpie of computer gaming. You're always distracted by the latest shiny object out there, buddy. You need to give these games... They're like a fine wine. You need to give them time to breathe and enjoy themselves. Yeah, not Zelda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was chatting with uh, with Mr. Johnson as well, saying that I did pick up Hyrule Warriors. I'm really, really enjoying it. It's my favorite Zelda game. Of course, he told me the same thing that you just did. You're wrong. And I'm like, oh, man, there's this character that's really cool. He's like a fire knight. And Ian's like, yeah, he's not in the Zelda games. He's made up for Hyrule Warriors. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, he's this dude that's a dragon. And he turns into this knight with a giant staff. And like, he, he has a claw hand. He looks really, really cool. And then I Googled him. It's like, created for Hyrule Warriors. I went, Ah, uh, fuck. Well, it's really cool anyways. <laughs> well, that's good. Hey, well, look, I will say as well, buddy, I have been playing a lot of the Total War Warhammer 2 game. Uh, I've spoken about this before. We talked about um, the uh, one of the DLCs that came out earlier this year. Um, and I have finally finished one of my playthroughs. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a multitude of playthroughs that I haven't actually finished, and I finally finished one. I'm pretty excited. So I did a dwarf campaign, and I finished it after 184 turns, which took me Jesus. most of my holidays. <laughs> and yeah, you are a bit of a... When, you, when it comes to playing that game, you prefer to play the dwarfs as well. I've noticed. Oh yeah, man! Dwarves are the dwarves are the best. They are OP. 
they are a lot of fun. The only thing that I, I find is they don't have a lot of really fast-moving units, so you just kind of have to sit there and soak up the pressure and then fight back. So, yeah, they also I've, don't I've, have any magic. Uh, they do, but it's very limited. So, um, yeah, they they are a lot of fun to play. They're my, I suppose, the most suited to my play style. Um, so I've enjoyed that, and yes, I've finally played through it all and conquered the entire map. And boy, oh boy, is that fun! Mm. Well, uh, Fuzzy, we also have a wee bit of gaming news. At least I've written down three pieces of news that we've uh, missed over the break. I don't know if you've got any news yourself. And then after news, I believe we're talking about 2019 games that are coming out, what we're excited for, what we know will come out, some rumours and such like that. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, starting off with the news, we've got that Blizzard this week quietly announced that Soldier 76 in the Overwatch universe... Uh, is LGBTQ, so um, that's actually really, really interesting because we've also gotten uh, Tracer as well, who is, I believe, uh, a gay character, and Symmetra, who is a mixed gender, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Um, so it's right. really, really cool that games are now not only with o uh, games in general, but Overwatch, that is a Blizzard title, a very, very popular title, and it's just continuously building this lore with all their characters that they're not just going giving generic stories, they're actually building real sort of relatable lives and, and characteristics to their characters that we're not getting to really see in games outside of, say, Rocksteady or, or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. It's a nice bit of depth for characters and I suppose that proper representation within the gaming community that, yeah, like you say, we don't get to see in normal games. So that's awesome. Mm, mm. Uh, we also got one of the uh, the biggest probably piece of, piece of news is that a new Alien game was announced. Now, we, there's been rumours and speculations of what that's going to be that we've reported on the show as well. Um, but it is Alien Blackout, where players play as Amanda Ripley. So, she's the, uh, the main character you play as in Alien Isolation. And it is a mobile game. Uh, insert audio <laughs> clip of... Phones, Don't you guys right? have phones? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, but uh, yeah, cold, uh, yeah. Sorry, could could the Aliens franchise get any shitter? Like after all of the 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 absolute dives of the last two movies that we've had to put up with, they now release a mobile game. What the fuck is going on? They're just following uh, the the great uh, sales pitch that Diablo is doing. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're tapping into that untapped, previously untapped market. So, yeah, well, yeah, not for me. Thank you. Well, you use your phone. You have to tap the phone to do your actions on your phone. So, it is a tap market because you have to tap your finger on the screen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, God. Yes, that's awful. Uh, but Coldine Studios is also working on a PC console game for the Alien universe. Uh, we don't know much on the uh, the information in relation to the game, but uh, Coldine have come out and said that the game that they're working on is to be a massive online shooter, uh, similar similar to those of say Destiny or the dreaded Fallout seventy six. Okay, yeah, all right, I can see that. That sounds fun. So I wonder how that's going to work because if there's uh, essentially. If it's similar to how, you know, we play World of Warcraft or how you play uh, Total War, that if you choose a faction of humans, androids, or aliens, I, I'm interested to see how they're going to make that work rather than everyone picking alien as their race. <laughs> I, look, I think there'll be a fair enough spread across, across all of them, so, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, and the last piece of news I got is that this week, uh, Insomniac Games had teased that the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game uh, is getting something fantastic related. Um, any particular guesses of uh, what you can think of, Fuzzy? Well, I, I, I was of the opinion, or I heard, that they were not doing any more DLC past what they'd already done. So, apparently this might just be skins? I don't know. Well, I, I think it's just going to be skins. I don't think they're going to do any further story modes for it, at least at this stage. Um, mm -hmm. any, anything that you've heard, Duty? Nothing that I've heard. I'm, I'm hoping it is uh, one sort of last piece of DLC. That would be great. Um, mm -hmm. We got a lot of references in the game, uh, and if you're unaware, go back and check our first episode of Shaken Not New, but we got a lot of references to the Avengers, uh, a bit of Daredevil, so on and so forth like that. Even Doctor Strange is Sanctum Sanctorum's there, but there is no Baxter building, which is kind of interesting. So I'm hoping there's a uh, 
there's a it's a you know handful of missions or an hour and a half of uh, some extra DLC missions where you see the Baxter building getting built. You might even help the Fantastic Four out because in the first Spider-Man game on PlayStation 1, you actually would swing across to the Baxter building in the first level. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Mm. Well, the the rumor that I've heard floating around the internet and <laughs> what everyone's widely believing is this is the internet by the way. Take it with a grain of salt. Um McBoatface. <laughs> you're not you're not far off, mate, because they are talking about the bombastic Bagman uh, as a potential skin for uh, Spider-Man. You are aware of this, of course. Oh yeah, it's essentially Peter Parker in a uh, Fantastic Four outfit with a paper bag over his head, <laughs> which was the costume you would unlock if you swung to the Baxter Building in the PlayStation One Spider-Man game. There you go. So. I think it's going to, like, if there's going to be anything, it, it feels like that might be the way they're going. So I'd recommend Googling Spider-Man Bagman uh, and having a good chuckle because it's pretty funny. Mm, mm. But uh, I think that's all I've got for the news. Fuzzy, do you have anything yourself? Yeah, a couple of uh, little quick pieces that I've picked up this week. Um, are you aware of the website HumbleBundle.com? It's uh, one of my little favorites. I'm not aware of it, no. Okie dokie. So Humble Bundle is a website that gives off a bunch of like discounted games um, for various charities and bunch and things like that. So they package together a whole bunch of very similar games. Like uh, I actually got a Star Wars pack a, a, a while back. They give you the mm. digital codes. You pay essentially. They they say pay what you would like for these games, and you can donate a portion of that payment to a specific charity. Um, so they do different charities and different bundles all the time. Um, they also sell digital codes for some of the latest and greatest games definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't already um so humble bundle have actually gone out and started selling game codes for nintendo switch so yeah definitely have a have a look if you haven't already humblebundle.com um, we're not getting sponsored but we should give us a shout out <laughs> humble bundle because i want some free games uh, but yeah they're now starting to sell nintendo game codes so uh yeah definitely check them out they're a lot of fun oh very cool yes um, and the other piece of news that I want to go with this week uh, is the... Let me just double check here. Yes, this is the one. All right. Um, Smash Brothers. Apparently, the pros have been playing through the games. They've, they've, they're finally getting the hang of all the characters, and they've decided on who the most... Well, who the strongest character is in the game. Duty, any guesses as to who that might be? Uh, I want to say it's... Uh, Isabel, which uh, Ollie's given me the heads up of, is the little dog from, I think, Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, while that might be Ollie's favourite, uh, according to the pros, the pro Smash Brothers players, um, Peach is an absolute monster. Big Boss Peach, they're calling her. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> you can check it out. They've got a bunch of pro matches up already um if you go to youtube or twitch or wherever you watch your games um there is a bunch of them and apparently peach is just crushing everybody so yeah there you go surprising um so definitely check uh check out some of those videos there's some amazing i mean if you watch i think we've talked about this with the guys in the past when we've played uh smash brothers together like seeing us play it as absolute flogs and watching the pros play it it's like we're playing two different games Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah seeing how these players do it as as it's supposed to be done yeah it's it's pretty awesome so check it out apparently peach so i'm gonna give her a try she's not just for girls she's apparently for the pros too well, there was a uh, a, a rumour of uh, the leaked DLC characters to further come to Smash Bros. Uh, so mm-hmm. we know that, of course, I think the first one is Piranha Plant. But apparently, one of the DLC fighters is the Doom Guy. Oh, okay. Which uh, I would love to see what his special abilities are or, or what his ultimate is when he gets the sort of the Smash Ball or something like that. I'm thinking it, the, the screen gets the old school Doom sort of 8-bit gun in the middle of the screen and you just point at people and shoot at them. Mm, interesting. So, mm, uh, also Nintendo confirmed that they are not going to make the fan favorite character, Bowsette, canon because uh, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> because of reasons. Because of the same reasons that Waluigi is not in the game. <laughs> Waluigi, Waluigi, come on, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, for, so apart from that, there's one final piece I'm going to go with as well because it's pretty fun. Um, PUBG, they've recently patched a um, 
unseen cheat that they weren't aware of for a while. Um, and they, it was very hard to detect. They figured out how to fix it, and they've patched it. But before they f- released the patch, they went out there and checked on how many people were using it, and they banned 30,000 players, uh, including a bunch of pro players uh, who were using the cheats to exploit the game. So, yeah, PUBG, apparently that's still a thing, um, and it hasn't been completely shut out by Fortnite. What was the cheat? What what did it actually allow the players to do? Do you know? Um, I am entirely unsure what it was, um, but yes, it, they apparently it was making life a lot easier. I'm not sure exactly what they said, they've said it was. Um, no, they haven't actually said what the cheat was, which is pretty weird. Um, but yeah, apparently they, it has severely damaged the integrity of their game. Um, yeah, so there you go, PUBG still oh, around. Well. Well, if you're sticking around for uh, Fortnite, Fortnite, or you hate PUBG and you love Fortnite, we also do have the second iteration of Fortnite, Fortnite, thanks to Paul from The Countdown, good buddy of ours. Stick around for the end of the show where that will be entered in below, uh, and also audio version entered in at the end. Yep. Fortnite, Fortnite's at the end of the episode. If you if you if you love Fortnite, just just go to the end and listen to that. But uh, we got twenty nineteen games of what we know is coming, what we think is coming, what we think will work, not work, whatever the hell we, it is. Fuzzy, take it away. What what are some twenty nineteen games that you know are coming that you want to see come? That whatever. <laughs> Man, there's some big ones this year. It's it's an exciting year for games. There's a bunch that I'm excited about right away that we know of release that have release dates. So I want to go through some of those first and then the ones that are to come in the future that haven't been finalized but are speculated for this year. Um, so the first cab off the rank for me, it's coming really late this year. Fingers crossed it comes. I imagine it'll come um, prior to the next movie coming out. Um, it is Star Wars Jedi The Fallen Order. Yes, um, which was yeah. greatly revealed at E3 2018. With uh, Respawn sitting in the crowd just telling us the name of the game. and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. <laughs> so, I, th- I don't think there's much else that we know about it, really, other than that it is coming out at this stage, at some stage this year. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I we've been... L- asking for a, a good Star Wars game for a while. We've had the Battlefront games to hold us over, and they are great fun for anyone who needs to scratch that Star Wars itch, but I really need to have a story mode Jedi game again. Well, there was, of course, the um, the, the serial game that was being led by Amy Henning, uh, who did the Uncharted series, and they were making yes. a smuggler's game. Uh, they, were, they were sort of pushing it away from the Jedi. We don't know much about the game itself, but essentially mm-hmm. that game got cancelled, and they're transferring all of the pre-existing assets that they made for that game into something new, which I think we should hear about or see something about it this year, because they've been okay. developing it since 2015, if not 2013, and they essentially wanted to make a single-player sort of uh, God of War-like game, like a, a bigger immerse story sort of uh, scenario, but then because yep. Destiny is selling so well, they turned around and said, actually, let's make a Destiny game but set in Star Wars, because that's going to do gangbusters for us. So, we might see something of that, and then, of course, we have Fallen Order uh, coming out this year, which takes place, I believe, shortly after the events of Episode 3, which if you haven't seen Episode 3, the Emperor orders all the Stormtroopers to essentially kill the Jedi, and it's essentially like the start of uh, of Rebels. It's, you know, you're a young Jedi on the run. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well, look, and I, I like that idea. I think it's... It's really good and it's really appropriate that it's going to be coming out in time for the the end of the series. So uh, we've got the initial release for Star Wars Episode Nine on the 19th of December, so just before Christmas. I would say if they're going to release it, they're going to release it sometime sort of late October, early November to get that Christmas rush. Mm. And yeah, so fingers crossed they, they do a good job on this because we haven't had a proper like real good hard story on Star Wars since what, uh, Force Unleashed? Yeah, Force Unleashed was- 2, which was 2010. Yeah, so that's that's a long time ago. So we definitely need something. Um, I mean, Star Wars has had such a great track record of good games um, right back in that sort of like 
um, the the 2000s to 2010s. There's a 10-year period of releasing awesome games, and then they got sold, and we haven't seen a single game since then. Well, we so. were supposed to get the Star Wars 1313, which was uh, level 1313 on Coruscant, which was supposed to be a smuggling-slash-bounty hunter sort of game. So it originally came out that you played as a nobody, and then George Lucas turned around and said, actually, I want you your particular character that you play as to be Boba Fett and to be a Boba Fett game. And then they shut down Lucas LucasArts, and then they were bought by Disney. Fucking George Lucas, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, faster, more yeah. hands. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm excited about it. I think, yes, that more Star Wars games can only be a good thing. I think there's a big market for it, and it's time for that, I suppose, that next gen of games to come through. So, looking forward to that. Dirty, what's what's on your list? What's first cab off the rank in big releases for 2019? Uh, well, the, besides uh, you know the fallen order, every year we have we have a battle uh, field game. So we just had Battlefield Five, and last year we had Battlefront Two. Pr- prior to yep. that, we had Battlefield One, and then we had the uh, you know original release of Battlefront One. So I'm hoping that it doesn't ha- history doesn't repeat itself because of course in the early 2000s we had Battlefront 1 which was outstanding and Battlefront 2 which even just built on top of that I'm wanting to see or hear something for a Battlefront 3 um, okay. Of of course, the first Battlefront game, a lot of people disliked it. They felt like it was a sort of a forty percent, fifty percent finished game. It felt very dry. But by the time that that game came to the end of its sort of life cycle, around uh, the release of the Rogue One Star Wars story movie, they released four DLC patches in the season pass, and that just made the game go from say forty percent to a hundred percent. All the weapons they introduced, the way Director yeah. Krennic could beat up Luke Skywalker, it just everything worked perfectly for that game and then they bought out battlefront 2 and then we had the massive issue with the microtransactions with the loot boxes with the pay to win scenario and everything that's gone on with that and now finally battlefront 2 is slowly starting to get its its you know its feet again that i'm hoping that they just go cool we know what's worked wrong with battlefront 2 Let's start working on Battlefront 3 because we need to make sure that 3 gets it out of the park. So finish 2, find out what the players do and don't like, and let's move on to 3. So I'm hoping we hear something for Battlefront 3. Okay. Yeah, it it could be, you know, it could be there. I don't know. We've had (laughs) Battlefront 3 cancelled in the past um, (laughs) from the original run that they did. Mm. Um, Yeah, I I don't know, man. I think with, with with Fallen Order coming out, with the movie coming out, if they're going to release it, it's probably not going to be until next year. So that's that's my hot take on it. But I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if you can release two Star Wars games at the same time, really, can you? Yeah, I'm not too sure. Unless The Fallen Order is solely single player and then Battlefront 3 is multiplayer. And they essentially just go, well, if you liked playing as Steve Kanan or whatever the fuck your character's name, as, name is yeah. in The Fallen Order, he's like... You can play as him as a hero in Battlefront 3. Your progression of what your character looks like from Fallen Order will be transferred into Battlefront 3 with clothing or lightsaber colour or whatever it is. I think that's one of the only ways you could probably release two Star Wars games at the same time. But then, of course, Mm. with the first Battlefront game that was released just before uh, The Force Awakens, Battlefront 2 was released just before The Last Jedi, so it could be that as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I uh, I like the idea. I think there's definitely some work to be done. Like I think there, there's always a market for Battlefront games, and you will always get people buying them. I think everyone got burnt last time after that that last release, and I don't know if they're going to be as popular in the future. So they might just need to take a year off. Like you see that with with some of those big games, and they go, "Yeah, that release wasn't as hot as we wanted it to be. We're going to take some time off and sort of artificially create that buzz around our next release." So you'll see it with games like Assassin's Creed, like had a bit of a, a shedding in their last game, and mm. they're taking a year off this year, so they're not actually releasing something until potentially 2020. So there's going to be that, you know, by the time that comes around, everyone's going to be actually excited about it and hopeful that there's going to be changes made in the positive direction. So potentially that could be the direction they're taking Battlefront in. Yeah, ho- hopefully. I'm not too sure what they're doing, but they've, they've got a 10-year contract, and so far they've only released two games out of i think five or six years they've only released two games which is yeah pretty piss poor and if disney essentially say look lift the numbers or we essentially if they give the star wars contract to activision or blizzard they'll have a game out within a year easy 
Yeah, but the thing you know with Disney, right? They 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 want to release something that's essentially a good quality thing that's going to make them a bunch of money, and if it's not going to make them money, they don't see a reason in doing it. They're just going to pull it back. So, yeah, stay. I, I would stay tuned. I would suggest potentially next year, but you know we could be wrong. All right, Fuzzy Dan, what about another one of yours that you know that you're either excited for or you know that's coming next year? Um, well, I'm excited for the next iteration of the fabulous uh, Wolfenstein series. I don't know how much exposure you've had to this um, in, in recent times, uh, but they are bringing out two games uh, this year, which should be pretty fun. Uh, they're re- releasing a game called uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, which is the continuation of the current series. And they're also re- releasing a side game to that, uh, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot, which is a VR-specific game. So as a dude who now has his own PSVR, thank you very much, <laughs> uh, I will be getting all of the VR games that come out. So I'll probably be getting two of everything. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. So there's yeah two iterations of Wolfenstein. More Wolfenstein can only be a good thing. They are so much fun, that series. And yeah, I, I can't wait to see what they've got in store for us. Have you played finish- a lot of the a lot of the recent stuff? Yeah, I did finish the first one that came out uh, a couple of years ago. I do own the second one. I think I got about halfway into the game, and then yep. I, th- I think Red Dead came out or something came out, and I pulled my attention away from it. They're fun games. Um, I find uh, there are some small, tiny, tiny aspects of the game that just, even though they're minuscule. They're so repetitive that it just draws away from the game. Like, I think it was the first Wolfenstein game. You have to pick X to pick up ammo, health, or armor. And you go into armories that are full of ammo and full of armor. Just you having to constantly spam the X button to pick everything up just becomes a bit of a chore. And BJ Blazkowicz, great character, but his sort of inner monologue slash whispering just gets (laughs) really, really into you. It just, oh, it's awful. Yeah, no, fair enough. I can feel that. And look, they, they are, like, whatever you think about the Wolfenstein series, there's, these latest games have been very much uh, more along the lines of a rail shooter than um, the open world exploration that we're expecting from a lot of these uh, the games coming through now. But I think there's kind of, like, the aesthetic of these games is just so... I don't know, there's, there's something to it. It's very much they've captured their own style and they're just going with it. And mm. I think this is where, like, you've, we've had recent iterations of, uh, you've spoken about Doom, uh, getting Doom coming out, and there's a new one, uh, new version of Doom coming out very soon as well. I, I don't think Doom's kind of captured the magic that it used to have, whereas Wolfenstein for me really has you know, captured everything that you thought about that initial game and brought it into to modern times. So... Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it, and in, like I said, not one but two games. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Yeah, there you go. Um, what's your next game on the list, buddy? Uh, this is uh, of course a rumored game that is coming out, but hopefully, I believe it is coming out next year. That is Warner Brothers, I believe Montreal, who did the Batman Arkham Origins, which was a, a sort of a tie-in to the Rocksteady universe, is working mm-hmm. on a Batman game that is uh, based around the Court of Owls, which is a modern uh, Batman book from the New 52 series, which if you haven't read it, go out and read it. It is one of the best modern Batman books around, uh, and it is essentially going to be another open-world Batman game going up against the Court of Owls. Oh, there we go. The Arkham games have been one of my absolute favourite video games, and just anything that comes out that's got Batman Arkham or Warner Brothers Montreal or Rocksteady with Batman, I've got it. Unless it's PlayStation <laughs> VR. <laughs> Mate, I might buy that just so you can come around and play it. I know you want to. <laughs> we, we do, both we do know have, you want to. <laughs> we do have video footage of well of me. Uh, there's a shark experience on your PlayStation VR. Uh, and there's some uh, some pretty funny video footage that will be put up on the socials, so keep your eye on our social pages as well. Yes. Uh, look, I, I I love Batman games. The, the Batman games have been so much fun since the Arkham series. What more can you say about them? They they reinvented the combat systems. Uh, they were they were a super fun to play as Batman. You felt like a superhero, um, but the Batman version of it. So I I really enjoyed it. Uh, didn't so much enjoy the last version that they played, Arkham City, I think it was. Arkham um, Knight. Arkham Knight, yeah, sorry, but yeah, the the rest of the games like a lot of fun, and you know, being Batman as a badass is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Just you, you. Not only do you just play as Batman, but you actually have to do the detective work. You have to look for you know clues, and you have to examine evidence. And it's not 
uh, degrading or it's not tedious. It just works. And just having, you know, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy providing their voices of Batman and the Joker, just it's it's a continuation on the animated series. If you love the animated series, you'd love the games. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Fuzzy Dan, what about you? Um, okay, so the next one on my list that I'm really looking forward to is a game that is bringing ninjas back and sexy samurais. It is the game, I believe, I'm going to mispronounce this, I'm going to try it anyway, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, and this is uh, this is scheduled for release in um, late March, I think it is, uh, 20th of March, 22nd of March. And it looks Awesome. There are gameplay videos all over the place on this one now. Um, anyone who has liked uh, the uh, Dark Souls series or the game Neo, which came out a couple of years ago, uh, very similar, very super hard games, but so much fun. Um, this is going to be in that same, I, I suppose, that same wheelhouse. It looks like it's a cross between, there's a bit of Assassin's Creed in there with some of the movement styles. Um, you've got all the zip lining stuff. You've got just awesome ninjas. You've got a dude with a, like, he's got like a skeleton arm. I don't know what's going on there. But it oh, looks this like is the, the Xbox, because Xbox and PlayStation have got their own samurai uh, yeah. sort of game. Yeah. Yeah, so this one's coming. Well, this one's coming out across, across all platforms. Um, so Sekiro's coming out across all of them. Uh, there is a game that we'll talk about uh, shortly as well, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, which is PlayStation specific. So that's uh, another one that's coming out, or well, rumored to come out this year. Uh, but yeah, Sekiro is definitely coming out across all platforms. So yeah, it looks like it's going to be heaps of fun. So if you're if you're interested in just being an awesome samurai dude cutting up other people, um, then definitely check out all of those awesome gameplay videos online yeah there you go i know you're not a big fan of those uh those super hard games so you're not a big fan of dark souls or any of those series i did try i think it was dark souls 3 the most recent one on the xbox one uh Mm. and i really really struggled with the first big boss fight you go up against (laughs) and just went i don't understand how people find this sort of fun like i understand the challenge behind it but there needs to be a bit of an ease at the start to get used to the way that the game works and then slowly amp up the challenge. Yeah. Um, and and see, that's the thing with like, from there. Damn. That's, and that's the thing with these game developers is they've specifically set out to go, we fucking hate games that, you know, babysit you through the first half hour. You need to come in and be absolutely shat on in the first two minutes to understand your worth. And especially in Dark Souls 3, it's great. It's like, okay, um, here's how to block and here's how to roll and here's how to save and here's a giant boss that's going to stomp on your head. <laughs> it's like there is absolutely no like tutorial level. It's, it's just welcome to the game, die. And that's... Yeah, that that is the the premise of these games. The reason why people either love them or hate them, and yeah, I having played uh, through Neo before, like that game is phenomenal. But there were moments of frustration. There were times where I got stuck on bosses for days on end, and just could not get past them. And it just it it really is that persistence and that learning to get better at a game. So. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I can't wait to see uh, the next version of uh, of what these games become. Hmm. Very interesting. It's it's just yeah. I don't know. I I tried giving it a crack, and even that uh, the PlayStation version, uh, Bloodborne. Uh, yeah. I I got the rhythm and the hang of that. I took down the sort of the normal uh, goons at the start of the game fine, but there was a big raven or something you fight on a bridge in the first level, and just went. I, I can't get around this thing. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, well, be prepared for more of that, mate. I'll lend you my copy after you refuse to play this one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Any other any other games that you know are definitely coming out this year that you're uh, excited to be playing? Uh, we have whatever the hell Rocksteady are working on that are rumoured on that. There's been so many rumours and speculations that it was going to be announced at E3 and then at the Game Awards, uh, and a lot of people are saying that it is a Superman game because after the Dark after the uh, the Arkham Knight, Rocksteady said we're not going to do Batman games anymore. We're done with Batman games. Uh, and then when they asked, are you doing a Superman game? They said no. So now people are starting to think, okay, cool. There have been a lot of grumblings that they're doing something with Superman, so people are actually thinking now that it's going to be a game for the next-gen console, that it's going to be a Justice League game where, similar to Grand Theft Auto, you could change your character uh, on the fly, which Ooh. I would absolutely love that, you know, you 
it's a big sprawling world. You need to get, you know, play as the Flash to get from one side of the city to the other side the fastest, as fast as you can. Then you need to micromanage and go, say, as Superman and stop a meteor from falling while you're going as Batman and, you know, you're in the middle of the sewers trying to find clues on something. Like, all that little micromanaging would be outstanding. Yeah. I, I think there's... The, the one thing that would make it really poor for me is I, I honestly don't think there would be a good standalone Superman game. I think we've spoken about this several times in the past. Mm. I think, yeah, you need to have all those other characters in there and have Superman as, like, maybe a side character that you briefly visit for part of the game. But for the rest of it, you need to be somebody else. You need to be a different character who's not quite as powerful and all-controlling as Superman. So... Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, Rocksteady make great games, so you know, who knows? Anything could happen. Mm, yeah, Superman's a hard one to do, but the the thing to remember with Superman is he's just a straight up brawler. So, I think the only way you can get around with Superman is if you're going against enemies that Superman, even though he's stupidly strong, he can't go up against. Like uh, the the most deadliest. Com- you know, hand-to-hand combat fighter in the DC universe is Wonder Woman. Uh, so anytime, even in in the Tom King run of Batman, where he needs to fight essentially hordes of demons for one day, he picks Wonder Woman over Superman because Batman knows Superman will you know be able to beat people up. But Superman is very open brawler. He's a he's sort of a, a street fighter, if you will, where Wonder Woman and Batman are all tactical and they you know they actually know how to fight and how to defend. Um, which okay. I think is the only way you can do a Superman game where, yeah, he's going to get the shit kicked out of him if he goes against that because he won't be able to hit a ninja or he won't be able to, to take on this, you know, Greek god barbarian. You need to change to yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, well, we'll, mm. we'll stay tuned and see what happens with uh, with that announcement there. Look, I will say there are some other games that are coming out soon. I won't go into too much detail on them, just to, to rattle off a bit of a list here. Um, we've got Anthem, which is coming out soon. Um, I believe February, that's coming I believe out in February. That yep. looks pretty exciting. Uh, we've got Ace Combat 7. Anyone, any big fans of the Ace Combat series will probably get into that. Also, a, a PSVR version of that, so I will be definitely getting into that one. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 has been announced and um, that looks pretty exciting as well just from the the early trailers that we've seen and the return of the Devil May Cry series Devil May Cry 5 oh uh, that's got a soon. lot of people very very happy including <laughs> including the Tom because Devil May Cry 1 to 4 are outstanding outstanding games and they all are released uh, remastered HD on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox, and they yeah. are outstanding games if you haven't played them. Uh, after Devil May Cry 4, which came out, I believe, 2006, 2007, they rebooted the franchise with DMC, which was a fun <laughs> game. Uh, don't get me wrong, the, the combat was, was fun. fun. The story world. wasn't too bad, but it wasn't the character of Dante. Dante is just... He's a, he's essentially an anime character. He's an outstanding character and an outstanding property. And now with Devil May Cry 5, we have the return of the original Dante. We've got the return of the character Nero, who you play as in Devil May Cry 4. We've got Lady coming back. We've got so many of these awesome characters and a great, great world coming back into onto our next gen or onto our current gen consoles. It's it's If you haven't played Devil May Cry... Just go out and pick up the HD pack because it is outstanding games and brilliant storytelling. Yeah, awesome. It's it's one of those things I like to revisit games uh, prior to the new ones coming out. So um, I will definitely be giving that a look-see coming out uh, ahead of the release of Devil May Cry 5. I think it's coming in April. Um, You've got four games to play. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I might be a bit rushed for that. Maybe just play the last one. Ah, that's actually coming out earlier than I expected. Wow, eighth of March uh, is the targeted release date. So uh, maybe yeah, just Devil you, May Cry Four. <laughs> you got a couple to play. Devil May Cry Three is the prequel, which is if you've never played Devil May Cry before, you play three, then you play one and two, and then four. Okay, good. Good to know. Um, uh, we'll go through a bit of a list of some other games that are coming out, uh, well, are targeted for release. Um, they've all been, they haven't got firm release dates yet, but I'm pretty excited about a bunch of these. Uh, we spoke about Ghost of uh, Tsushima, which is the PlayStation-specific uh, game that looks amazing. Um, if you've seen some of the gameplay on that, it's, you know, Samurai Warriors, but I don't know, it's going to be, it feels like it's going to be real sort of, Grand Theft Auto meets Red Dead meets Samurai, so it looks pretty awesome. 
Mm. Um, we've got Dying Light 2 uh, coming out as well this year at some stage. Original Dying Light game. We spoke about in our horror games episode. Um, one of my favourite horror games. I really enjoy it, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring out in Dying Light 2. Yes, um, that was actually really... That was probably, I think, the only zombie game I've ever finished. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, we've got The Last of Us Part 2. We spoke about that uh, earlier. The trailer for that from last year's E3 uh, Sony press conference was amazing. So looking forward to that. Uh, this will be an interesting one, Duty. I'm wondering if you're going to play this one. It's a game called Skull and Bones. Have you heard about this? This is by uh, Ubisoft, and it is essentially the naval combat from the Assassin's Creed game. So it was, it was deliberately created, I think, to combat... Uh, uh, sea of Thieves, um, but it focuses yeah. more on instead of particular people controlling, you know, the, the steering the ship and doing the sails and the anchor and so on and so forth. Is different character or different players have different ships, so you can have the large frigate, which is great, but of course they're very uh, they're very slow, they're hard to turn, and then you can pick the little sailboats that are very quick. Yeah, so that lo- that looks like a lot of fun. Like. That is still, I think, my favourite Assassin's Creed game, Black Flag. It is the naval combat in that game and the upgrading of the ship and everything else. It's just so much fun. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they've updated it because it's been a while since that game came out. So, yeah, interested for that. Mm. Um, other other games we've got coming out this year, um, we've got uh, The Elder Scrolls Part Six. Now, this will be interesting to see whether or not it actually comes out this year. It's been you know, in, in the pipeline for a while now, but with everything that happened with Bethesda last year, wow, I don't know. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. <laughs> it, could, it could be anything. Yeah, and if Bethesda screw this, this game up as well, that... That could be very. That very well could be sort of a nail in the coffin for them because if they've if, if they've screwed they've screwed up sort of Fallout seventy six. If not, they have a lot of things to fix. Similar to how when Destiny one came out, it was a basically yeah. an empty game. So they have to fix that first. But if they screw up another beloved franchise, that's that's not going to look well on them, on the uh, on the the diehard fans, or even on say like the shareholders and stuff like that. It's going to look awful. Um, oh yeah, I did and also. Look, no, Especially after like uh, Skyrim, like I, I love Skyrim. I now own, I think, one, two, three. I've I, I officially have four versions of Skyrim in my house currently. <laughs> it's it's such a good game. I've enjoyed playing it over and over again. It's just so much fun, and I'm enjoying playing through again on the on the PSVR. So, like after something so so good, they have to do something better. And yeah, it's a, it's a big ask, but you know. Yeah, I'm very nervous about this, anyone. Yeah, I think I, I read as well this week that uh, Bethesda are not using the same composer that they used for Morrowind, Oblivion, and Skyrim. They're actually going with someone new, which mm. is interesting because the score for Skyrim is outstanding. Yep. Dovakin, Dovakin, ba ba bum 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 bum. It's great. Uh, look, some other games that are coming out this year. Um, we've got uh, a really interesting one, which I have no idea. I love this guy's games, and I, I'm I'm gonna buy it because just because of his name. Uh, it's Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. Um, Ooh, so, yes. yeah, his previous iterations have of games have been amazing, and this one looks fucking batshit insane. Have you seen any of the work? Um, I, I think Norman Reedus did a bunch of acting, like uh, facial animations for this. Um, but some of the trailers and gameplay for this look fucking crazy, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not huge on Hideo Kojima. Like, I I loved Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3, and 4 is is beautiful. I loved Metal Gear Solid 4, <laughs> and the ending is just perfect. Like, that is where the series should have ended, and then Metal Gear Solid 5 came out. And wow, I just was so, I, I can't even describe my thoughts on Metal Gear Solid 5. It just threw the continuity <laughs> out the window for me. I just went, I love Metal Gear Solid. I'm not the <laughs> biggest Metal Gear Solid fan, but like I can play the games and I can understand what's going on. But 5 was just insane and stupid. It was like a Michael Bay movie, if you ask me. It was just... What is going on? I do not like this. The gameplay oh. just didn't work. The open world didn't work. It just nah. And then the, I understand the character. I'm just gonna quiet, say, dude, but she was just strong disagree, porn. buddy. 
Strong disagree. That game was awesome. I loved every minute of it. I played it through twice. It's great. You are insane. could not. I loved Metal Gear Solid 4. That was my absolute favorite. The first time Raiden shows up and he's a ninja and he takes out two geckos is outstanding. And there wasn't a single cutscene in Metal Gear Solid 5 where I went, this is cool. No, not <laughs> a, like when the prototype Metal Gear Rex sort of gets up and it's being chased by like Liquid Snake Baby. I'm like, nah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, uh, we both know that Hideo Kojima's like just his track record of games is he goes big. He commits to it. There's uh, there's a, a full on story. The gameplay's intriguing. It's always different. Um, so yeah, Death Stranding looks everything like he's done in the past so i'm expecting some crazy things to happen and uh, i'm i'm looking forward to all that uh, that he's got on offer with this one mm. well um, you'll be and, reviewing that one yeah absolutely and look uh finally for for me big games getting released this year i think everyone would pretty much anyone who's got a switch should get this one it's the metroid prime return of the series metroid prime 4 ooh so um, that's that's t- wow. It's it's penciled in for this year. I don't know if it's going to get released, but I would imagine there's there's a not a lot of uh, games coming out for Switch or at least later in the year um, that we've heard of so far. But they usually surprise people um, pretty quickly with some of these releases. Uh, so we've got what have we got? Luigi's Mansion coming out. The next iteration coming out in a in a couple of weeks. That game um, is outstanding. The original one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so look, this one should be coming out this year. We're expecting to see announcements at some stage um, soon. But yeah, Metroid Prime 4, which will be pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I've, I can't comment. I've never played a Metroid game, but I've heard very, very good things. Yeah. Oh, look, there, there are a lot of fans, I think. You know, on the new platform, like everybody is absolutely loving what's happening on Switch at the moment. I mean, I've had a great year on Switch. I know that you've enjoyed some of the games that have come out too. They just keep, oh, they yeah. just keep knocking it out of the park. So, I think you know this is this will be the the first. Well, we've had the appearance of uh, Samus in the uh, the latest Smash Brothers game. So, I would expect to see her coming out again in uh, Metro Prime Four some stage during twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, oh, well yeah. Essentially, that they they they'd be using uh, uh, Super Smash Bros to sort of not only, of course, she's a staple character in the series, but also like, yep, cool. We haven't forgotten about her. She, of course, she's going to be in Smash Bros. She's in Smash Bros. I think two or three times with different sort of suits and outfits and stuff like that. Yeah. But we haven't had, I don't think, a Metroid game since. I don't even. I think maybe the GameCube. Uh, no, there was one. Uh, Metroid Prime Three came out on the Wii U. Um, so, no, actually, it's just on the Wii. Um, <laughs> yeah, that came out on the Wii. When was that? Oh, geez, it was a while ago. 2007 was the last date. So, it's we're due for a game. We're years. due for a game. Yeah. We also do have, uh, I believe, in either towards the end of January or the start of February, one of the two, uh, the sort of remaster, remake, uh, complete overhaul of Resident Evil 2, which, of course, is a lot of people's fan favourite of the Resident Evil mm-hmm. series. And knowing my luck, any time I'd look at a game and say, I do not want to play that, I do not want to review that, I end up playing and reviewing <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, the same thing happened with Fallout 76. Of course, I, I did have some moments of Fallout having a lot of fun, but when I saw it, I just went, none of my mates are going to get it. I don't want to play it. I don't know much on Fallout. And I, I said the exact same thing with Resident Evil, and I reckon it'll be like, can you do Resident Evil? And I'll be going, Ugh. I'll tell you what, Judy. <laughs> I, I really don't want to review uh, the next Star Wars. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. With Resident Evil, when you eventually get uh, get this game to review, I will come around and watch it with you and hold your hand and we'll drink some scotch and turn the lights out and it'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Deal. Deal. Awesome. Well, I only played uh, I only played Resident Evil 7 and finished it because Ian was holding my hand <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> Look, there, there are plenty of awesome games coming out this year. There's um, new versions of the Super Meat Boy game. <laughs> Team Sonic Racing, for anyone who's excited about that. Um, yeah, Those games are actually, in some instances, they are better than Mario Kart, <laughs> Team Sonic Racing. In some instances, yes. They, they, oh, it was a... a 
person I work with, uh, uh, she was saying that the Sonic games are better than the Mario games in relation to the driving mechanics and speed because, of course, the kart games are uh, a sort of a party game. It's not necessarily uh, uh, a serious game. You can just pick up and start playing. But with the kart games, you actually need to... You have a speedo. You need to control your speed and going into turns and stuff like a Forza game, which is very interesting. Mm, okay. Yeah, it's a, that's an opinion. Um <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played any of them, but that's what I've heard. That they're 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 a actual racing game with a skin over the okay, top of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I think there's there's a bunch of cool st- stuff coming out this year that well, is due to come out at some stage. We don't know when for a lot of this stuff. We're still waiting on confirmation. Um, there is also a Gears Five um, that is being developed. Yes, sometime this year we might see it again. We know very little about it. That we're just getting some like brief flickers. Of, of mentions of these games. So, um, yeah, I know you're a big lover of the Gears series. Um, so... It's 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 the best Xbox property that they own, in my and opinion. And it's got in, cover in shooting. Opinion, it kicks I, the I need a cover shit shooter. out of Halo. You've got to get behind cover. It's a pop, it's a pop <laughs> and stop game. It's just... And the story is phenomenal. The first game, of course, is very yeah. bare bones. It's it's not much story. It's a lot of action. But then from two onwards, wow. Well, I, I will definitely be playing it. I know that I've tried to play in the past the Gears games, but haven't really enjoyed them just because they're so like, there's such a big step back in terms of gameplay. That unless you're you've been into them in the past, they can be quite. I don't know. There's there's quite a lot of distance that you need to put to them. So I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what Gears Five brings and uh, maybe try and win me over on those ones. Oh, we need to go back and 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 start to do a co. You can do co-op campaign for every Gears game. I think we need to go back and do it. Yeah, I'm going bit. to be busy on the days that you're doing that. <laughs> 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 well, look, Judy, that's pretty much all of our games that we're excited about for this year. If we've missed any on the list, I know there's going to be some that people will go, hey, why don't you talk about Plays Blue? Well, we don't know anything about that game. So yeah, if you want to let us know which ones we missed, uh, tell us on our Facebook page. Check us out at shakennotnerd at Facebook, you know, facebook.com. I think that's yes, the Yes, yes. <laughs> um, Judy, we've got a couple of uh, questions we wrap that have up- come through to us that we... We, we do, haven't yes. really addressed in the past, and I, I wanted to get to those because our good friend Al from the San Dimas School of Film podcast has asked us a couple of questions in the past. We really need to get to the core of these issues. Um, it's most triumphant. <laughs> his first question was he, he was getting stuck in the, the Terminator 2 Nintendo game, um, specifically in the Galleria section. He wanted to know how to get out of the Galleria. Now... Al, I need you to write this down, buddy, because I'm not going to repeat it. You need to enter the arcade and find John Connor nearby. And what you need to do is adjust his status to make John follow you. Then you keep going right for the stairwell, down to the bottom floor, and then go right for the exit. And that is how you get out of the Galleria. So uh, I hope you're paying attention. Make sure you're writing all these tips down. That is the Terminator 2 Nintendo game, Super Nintendo System. There you go. He did. Uh, he's asked some more as well. I don't know if you've got the answer to those two as well. Oh, the, the follow-up question on uh, the Moonwalker game, yes? Yes, on the uh, the Moonwalker on Mega Oh, Drive. okay, yes. Please tell us how, how we go. So uh, his question, which I do not know the answer to, is how do you pass the 30s bar smooth criminal scene in Moonwalker on the Mega Drive? It's giving me grief. <laughs> I don't know. Well, then I... <laughs> I'm sorry, Al. I don't well, know. Well, I, I actually have the official tips for this. Uh, there are three rounds to the Club 30s level, <laughs> and there's different numbers of children to rescue on each level. Now, this is where it gets a bit weird, and I'm just going to read these tips verbatim from the tip website that I got them from. Verbatim. I just want you to know that these are not my words. I am reading out some weirdo's words from the internet. Um, the tips. These enemies are pretty easy. Just smack them, and they're gone. Simple. Shortly, you will see a child. Touch her to rescue her. Rescuing children restores some of your health. Continue right past the prostitute. Hit her to stop her pushing you. Then find the monkey. The monkey will point you left. Just go one screen over. This time you fight a lone thug. He jumps around and shoots his gun. Very predictable, although he does significant damage if he touches you. Touch him. Don't shoot. 
so there you go. That's how you beat the Club 30s level of the Moonwalker Sega Mega Drive game. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you touch all those children to rescue them. <laughs> uh, we've also got uh, Brado, our friend uh, Chris Brayton from the More Good Than Podcast, saying, if you rub your bald heads together, does it create a portal to Melbourne? Um, I don't know. We haven't tried. Um, but I guess there's only one. We're way definitely to find trying out. that this weekend, right? <laughs> oh, that's that is an idea. We have uh, the retro revival episode of Shrek, and I haven't rewatched it yet, but I know I'm going to have it. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. stay bo- stay tuned for that. Uh, the next episode of Shaken Not Nerd, we're going to be reviewing Shrek. Uh, <laughs> Who fucking idea was we've this? Got, uh, we've got that was. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say Tom's. Tom's and Ollie. Um, I've got one more question here from our mate and friend Dave from the Super Movie oh, yes. Brothers, and he sent this to me while he w- while we're on uh, on leave. Uh, he said, "I'm currently playing through the end of Chapter Three in Red Dead Redemption Two, so spoilers a little bit if you're playing Red Dead at the moment." I got emotionally angry when the Braithwaite's took Jack. What other games have had stories that actually made you feel the same emotions your playable character's feeling in the game? For me, it was Bioware's one-two punch in Star Wars Knots of the Odd Republic when you find out that you are Revan, and in Mass Effect 1 when you go up against Saren, and third in Portal when you find out that the cake is a lie. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, I would say, just off the top of my head, um, oh man, Bioshock? Playing through the Bioshock games, those things always twisted me around, man. They like they actually, I got tangible emotional feelings playing them. Um, just frustration and confusion, yep. and especially like uh, Bioshock Three when that came out. Like that's that's fucking crazy that game. So and and mm. I will say as well, and I know we've we've talked about it today, and I'm gonna say it because it actually it absolutely makes sense. Uh, is uh, the Last of Us? Like there was some, I had some. A very like the ending for that wow boy oh boy wowee there was some just gut-wrenching stuff going on so yeah definitely ch- check that out yeah good answers good answers <laughs> um yeah well that's it uh the that's thing- it for this week yeah, that's it, mate. That's uh, that's it for episode eleven. That's double digits. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh but. But uh, Fuzzy Dan, is there anything you want to wrap up the show on? Anything you want to add before we move into Paul's Fortnite? Fortnite? No, um, I'm excited to just continue to play all of the games that I haven't got to properly um, since December. So, yeah, playing through my PSVR. And look, if you've had a chance to get it, I got it on a Boxing Day sale for a couple hundred bucks. I would strongly recommend you do because it is a lot of fun and definitely get the Astrobot game. Um, it's like 3D Super Mario Brothers. It is super fun. Duty's played a level. I think um, we had Ollie playing a level as I well. Had, I, I could not <laughs> put that thing down. I think I'll have to pinch your PlayStation VR when, when you're in the middle of playing something. I'm like, can I pinch your VR and try Astrobot? It's, it's great fun. Um, and I tell you what, like once you, get, once you put that headset on and st- stick the ear- ear- earphones in, you are completely immersed in what you're doing. So when occasionally my lovely lady person will go past and say, hey, I'm going to bed and touch my shoulder, it freaks me the fuck out. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm looking forward to playing a bit of that. What about yourself, bud? Uh, for me, I will be. Uh, I'll actually be playing a fair bit of Overwatch. I want to get some uh, some ranking up in uh, in that. I actually want to unlock some of the uh, the gold weapon skins Ooh. for that. I also will be playing uh, a fair amount of Battlefront Two because I want to try and get as much credits as I can to play uh, Count Dooku because apparently Count Dooku is a, uh, a, a sort of an opposite to Obi Wan. He can actually breach through the defenses that Obi-Wan provides and uh, I've seen some of the gameplay or some of the uh, some of his movement and he is very very fast oh, okay so uh, he's he's essentially going to be a, a villain's version of Yoda he's very Bad quick ears. Um, so I'm interested to see how that'll yeah, work okay nice well there you go mate just grind away I'm sure that in about three to five years you will almost have enough credits to look at a picture of Dooku in that game <laughs> oh man I got Obi-Wan in like three days <laughs> Grind it, baby, grind it. All right, well, that's uh, <laughs> that's it for me this week. I've been Fuzzy Dan, and I'm signing off. I've been Doody Dutrum, and uh, here is Paul from the Countdown's Fortnite Fortnite. Fortnite. 
Hey, this is Paul with another edition of Fortnite Fortnite for the Shaken Not Noob podcast. And, well, I'm sad to report that it's been a rough December for Epic Games and Season 7 of Fortnite as we roll through into the third now and coming up on the fourth weeks of the season. Firstly, Epic Games rolled out an incredibly overpowered and highly controversial first off mythic weapon called the Infinity Blade. It lasted all of about four days before the huge furor for the fan community basically saying it was overpowered, completely changed the way everything was happening again, and whoever had the damn blade in the last 10 or 20 people was destined to win said game. Epic, uh, to be fair to them, did a pretty classy thing. They eventually tweeted out and said, look, hey folks, we messed up and rolled out the Infinity Blade overpowered without good counters, especially in the end game. The Infinity Blade has been vaulted and we are re-evaluating our approach to mythic items. Thanks for calling us out on that. So, took responsibility. Less classy, it has to be said, is the fact that just about everybody and their dog has decided to sue Fortnite for ripping off their dance moves. So, it all began with rapper 2 Millie, whose Millie rock dance was imported into the game under the name of Swipe It, you might be familiar with that, and sold for about five bucks a pop. So that lawsuit began in mid-November, and since then, two other people have come forward. Alfonso Ribeiro, better known as Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, has filed a lawsuit over the game's use of the Carlton dance, which he alleges was used without permission. And then a day later, that backpack kid, Russell Horning, and his mum filed a lawsuit on his behalf for Fortnite incorporating the floss into its in-game emotes. So uh, if that's his dance, no doubt about it. And there is another person out there who's no doubt just waiting in the wings for his opportunity, and that is Donald Faison, Turk from Scrubs, regarding the, one of the very first dances that Fortnite employed. So there you are. 2018 not ending on a high note for Fortnite, but uh, the game continues to steamroll along. I have no doubt they'll just throw a whole wad of cash slash trucks of cash at these three people and make them go away quietly and they'll continue to march on and juggernaut their way into more billions of dollars. And that's it for another Fortnite Fortnite. Thanks for joining me. My name is Paul, and now back to the ease, duty, and fuzzy. Unless they put this at the end again, in which case, have a good one. You're a dead. Maybe even a little curious.